0: This is Parrot Talk, brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media, restoringthefaith.com. Well, good good morning. Today is the uh, 12th day of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2024. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be, always on air, always online, always happy to be with you. We are joined by probably our most famous, most consequential guest we've ever had here on this illustrious radio program. He really needs no introduction, but I'm going to tell you who he is anyway. His name is James Grine, and he's the man who took down the most powerful person on planet Earth. The man he took down was named Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. And for years, for decades, Cardinal Theodore McCarrick was not only the most powerful man in the world, but he was one of the most corrupt men in the world. And he he, he did unspeakable things to a number of people, including... James Grind, who finally exposed him. McCarrick's back in the news. Welcome to the program. James, it is I, it's an honor to speak with you at any point, offline or online, but it's an honor for you to join the Crusade Channel today.
1: Michael, thanks very much. And Parrot Talk, this is one of my top wishes in my life in my life to be able to be on this program.
0: <laughs> oh man, you're being facetious here. You've been you've been featured in the Washington Post and the New York Times. I mean, you're like a national figure you took down one of the most disgusting humans um but it appears uh he, breaking news he's got several criminal actions against him there's a criminal action against him in wisconsin it's suspended now it's suspended because he's found to be incompetent are you uh, how do you feel i mean for, what's your gut reaction to this how do you feel about all this
1: well very it's very very fortunate for me that uh Back in, on August 30th, when he was when the case in Massachusetts was dismissed, mm-hmm. I got on the phone with the D.A. in Wisconsin to find out what was going to happen if he was found incompetent in Massachusetts. And that's when the D.A. there explained to me that there is constitutional law in the state of Wisconsin that will not let this case ever go away. He can play his charade as much as he wants to and get the liberal people up in Massachusetts to say, okay, Ted, you can go away now and do whatever you want to. But in Wisconsin, you're not allowed to do that. And so, uh,
0: so, but you, uh, so, but what you're saying is that there's, they didn't dismiss the case, they suspended it. That's a difference there's a huge huge difference there because
1: if mr McCarrick ever decides to uh go out and publish something go out and speak in public ever, ever walk down the street he has to come back to court he know oh.
0: he, he, I, I
1: always believed that Theodore McCarrick is faking it yeah and I uh, I know from the from the AP uh video that was circulated on, on august 30th that he, he looked like he had a pretty good makeup job i know exactly what he looks like he never has a suntan boy did he have a suntan that day
0: wow okay james Grine, um you, you you're a you're a survivor you're a fighter you're a hero um you were somebody who was uh, systematically for years abused by this man you know him well let me let me let me tell you something that may support exactly what what your what your hunch is here um i personally know somebody who has had a several hour phone call with ted mccarrick recently and the report that i got from that man who who, who was talking to him was he is still with it he is as lucid as they come uh and he is he's sharp as a as attack this this definitely supports your theory so so you're so if he ever tries to function in a way that demonstrates competence, he'll be dragged right back into the Wisconsin action. Is that what you're saying?
1: That's ex- oh, that's exactly what constitutional law says in the state of Wisconsin.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: I have asked the uh, the DA there, who's very very busy with a criminal char- uh case right now, has gone to trial. Um, he is uh, he he will get back to me within days but I asked him about the next part of the uh, agreement that is part of constitutional law. If I'm a criminal who goes to the state of Wisconsin and commit any type of, uh, of criminal offense, and then I'd say that I'm incompetent, I am going to have somebody, a doctor come and evaluate me. And the evaluation is brought to the uh, to the court. And where the judge will then ask me some questions to see whether I am actually incompetent. And the the his lawyers in Wisconsin kept on saying, Oh, he can't he can't get here. He, he's very sick and he's he's not able to walk well, he's not being able to do very many things. We should go back to that AP video where he's asking a question, What was that? Oh, I'm dismissed now? Okay. And he knows exactly what's going on. And if we read the uh, the uh, some of the articles at that time, he yeah. he has troubles with words. That's what the doctor <laughs> asked him. He has troubles with words. I'm sorry, I'm 65. I have troubles with words
0: sometimes too. <laughs> right, I'm 40 years old. I have I have troubles with words. You know, yeah. um, it happens. But the main, uh, so the main thing. This is what I'm going to ask
1: the, the DA. He yes. is supposed if he has been found incompetent. He's supposed to enter a facility in the state of Wisconsin to see if they can rehabilitate him.
0: Okay. So, and, and we don't know if he's done that yet, or if he's going to do that. That's, 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 the, that's, that's a mystery.
1: That's my question to them. That's what uh, the DA had, had said to me that this was going to be, this is the process. This is constitutional law. Mm-hmm. And they and they can't go against it. And if you go out to the, uh, to, to the, the, the notes from the case yesterday when the, when his lawyer asked for many things they say you can't have it we're not this court is not able to grant these things only the state constitution can grant such a such a motion that he wanted so there there are having it be uh suspended is huge for me
0: Okay, okay, so, so this is a win for you. I was expecting, I, not knowing the distinctions, I was expecting you to be uh, more wounded by this, but this, this appears to be a win. Just reading the headlines, James Grine, survivor and hero, took down Theodore McCarrick. Just reading the headlines, New York Times, sex abuse case ends against former Cardinal. Washington Post, ex-Cardinal McCarrick declared incompetent. Uh, Catholic News Agency, McCarrick found incompetent, uh, case suspended if you just read the headlines you don't get the real the real story it looks like he's getting off but he's not now he's now he's uh i guess confining himself to a very small bubble and if he steps outside of that bubble you're saying he could still incur the wrath of justice he
1: will he will incur the wrath of justice he has to report back to the uh, to the court and if you go back if we Or if I I didn't bring it up, if we were able to uh, go out to uh, Wisconsin court and look up the case, it states that exactly that if he is ever found competent, he has to come back. I just I just I really wish that he was going to go to a uh, to a facility in Wisconsin to be evaluated Mm -hmm. so that if he's faking it and he has to go for 30 days, if he go, if I don't think he can fake it for 30 days. I can do things for like a couple of days, but I can't do thirty yeah. days of incompetency.
0: Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, w- would you put it past him though? I mean, this this guy deceived the world for thirty years. I mean, this
1: this man deceived my entire family since nineteen forty five. Yeah, and so and yeah. he's well he's well trained, but yeah. somebody always slips up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wider, just wider news in the context of all of this. Um, you know, we—I I mean, we were told a lot of the people who are listening to this uh, broadcast here on the Crusade Channel, Live Talk Radio, the way it should be, uh, are, are not necessarily Catholic, and their view of the Catholic Church is this is an institution that, in 2002, the sex abuse crisis in Boston came to a head, and there, everyone promised that it would get cleaned up. And then there was this document produced in dallas uh and then everything seemed fine until the quote unquote summer of shame which is which it which you personally it, i mean the it, it the whole thing revolves around you the summer of shame and ted mccarrick and um and outrage news um which in ferndale which we'll get to them probably in a little bit <laughs> um all of that is you and now I think a lot of non-Catholics who are looking at this news story, they're like, well, shoot, guys. I mean, you, you knew about the problem in 2002. You said you cleaned it up. You didn't. James Grind blew the blew the cover off the ball on the most important. And it's still not cleaned up. So my question to you is, what I mean, what's it going to take? Is there some other systematic thing? Is it a failure of canon law? Is it a failure of leadership? Is it is 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 Pope Bergoglio uh, stringing this along with his Tucci Fucci, you know, gay blessing, uh, pornographer in chief? What? What? How do you how do you even you're the expert on this?
1: Expert, I will say this, that there is a system. Thank you, Mike. There is a systemic problem within the church. The 2002 Dallas Charter was written by Theodore McCarrick. And included everybody except for people who were bishops and above. So it didn't include him because he knew that he wrote a law stating that anybody who writes, whoever works in the United States, does this stuff is, is going to be gone. That's a, that was the big uh, storyline uh, from that Dallas charter. But yeah. it, he wrote it specifically knowing that he was the main cons- conspirator to, to get all these men to do things that he wanted to do. His network of people is huge, and it is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And that there are so many people who have been blackmailed. If you'll go back to Carlo Maria Vigano, he'll say to you, oh, I'm not blackmailable when they had the argument with Theodore McCarrick. And neither am I. There are two people Mm -hmm. in this world who are not. Mm -hmm. Vigano and I.
0: I'm I'm glad you brought up the uh, Archbishop Vigano. Uh, For those who are listening and don't know who he is, he's sort of like this renegade um, archbishop. Uh, which we don't have those very often in the history of the Catholic Church. Um, he went into deep hiding. Uh, the Lavender Mafia, which would be the uh, the violent homosexual wing of the of the Catholic Church, uh, was was apparently making threats to his life, and that's why he he doesn't disclose where he is at in any given time. Vigano had 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 a huge role with you. Um, because he was the papal nuncio to the United States of America, which is sort of code word for, it's like the ambassador from Rome. And the ambassador knows all the dirty secrets, and he knows where all the bodies are buried. And Vigano was so disgusted by this man that he helped you.
1: Yes, he did. He helped me a great deal. He gave me insight to what was in the archives, what could be possibly put into, even to the McCarrick report that was a piece of junk, so yeah. written. So, I am blessed as a man who was by himself for many, many years. Then finally, when I opened my mouth, there were other people like me around the world, and there were millions of people who wanted to support me. And I'm blessed for that. And I get emotional about that, thinking I was nobody, and now all of a sudden I am somebody. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing all this because this church needs to be cleaned it needs to be cleaned Mm -hmm. you know from bergoglio Bergoglio to the to the uh the the parish priest down the street from where i live now who are homosexuals need to go
0: they've got to go um absolutely and um now this problem goes back to uh it's not just mccarrick extremely powerful famous the chicago mafia cardinal joseph bernardine I know you know him well I know that you've 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 made similar um, you've had similar interactions with him as you as you had unfortunately had had to live through with with McCarrick we you and I have talked on other uh, occasions in the public view about uh, canon law and how unfortunate it is um, and I brought on a canon law expert unfortunate it is that um, th- somebody like McCarrick the the more children he raped the more people he abused um the more victims he accrued the more likely it is to be retained and that's true of any priest even the guy down the street from you if he's raping children he better hope that he did it 50 times because that means he'll continue to be a priest
1: well yeah because that then he's sick that goes back to the idea that uh you know he can't control himself he's addicted to sex He's addicted to some, to these actions, and he can't control himself. And, and and he has this euphoria around. him. He's almost like he's bipolar, but I wouldn't say that. Uh, but it, it, he needs he needs the excitement because that's what happens to you. That's what yeah. happens to you. I I can I I, I could pontificate about why that happens to a person. A man is not born as a person who prefers homosexual sex that is my belief.
0: right yeah no um god doesn't make
1: that god doesn't make that god makes people to go out and be fruitful and multiply like yourself sir and congratulations on your children
0: oh thank you sir yes yes we just had a baby um i i would agree with that in fact you know there's been a lot of money poured into trying to find the gay gene they really want to find the gay gene uh, and, and uh, this is maybe one of the more researched things and they've never been able to find it. It is, na- it is, it is not nature. It's nurture.
1: It's nurture. So, you know, they, they, they had this, uh, back in 2002, they had this, uh, uh, this report made about how they, they're trying to say that uh, it's not homosexuality, that it's, it's something else that, uh, that's, that's driving all these, the, uh, you know, all this, these priests to become, uh perverted and, uh, and and trying to rape boys. And uh every report that comes out it says men who are have the homosexual tendency should not go to the to become a priest. Should not go to study, should not go to seminary, should not even think about that. A priest is a holy human being who's raised up to God so that he may serve God, not serve his bishop not serve his pope not serve his, his his uh his mccarrick buddy down the street it is a very holy situation and unfortunately theodore mccarrick used to go grazing as i call it he would graze through central america and he wow. would and he would graze through south america looking for families poor families mm-hmm to uh, maybe help their family go in there and say, you know, maybe your son can come with me and he can study in the seminary or whatever it is. And I'll, I'll give you and he can send money home to your your family every single month and, and he can help you. But I'm going to take your son. A lot of those sons left and never were seen before, again. Other sons are are who have been made priests and they are not made they were not born in this world to become a priest. I was not mm. born in this world to become a priest. I was born to come become a, a teacher of, of a different ilk. My gifts from God of how I run my life are unbelievable. And I can do those things. I am not of priestly level of, of uh, my devotion to God. Mm. So McCarrick would find people who could just he could possibly just use
0: yeah yeah uh but it sounds predatory um and classical uh, in classical terms yeah. all right there's a political uh, uh component to this as well james grind joining us um who his, he, he is a the superlative guest on on this particular topic and and others as well um mccarrick is his his criminal case has been suspended in wisconsin and and yet um, there's a political aspect to this. You have said in previous um, broadcasts that McCarrick, in your view, was one of, if not the most powerful men in the world. He had top-level connections to Barack Hussein Obama, um, that McCarrick was was part of the New World Order, and that there was a passing of the torch between him and Obama. I can't help but wonder if, in in as part of his vast connections from coast to coast and vast wealth, probably billions of dollars hidden, hidden in various places that he couldn't just arrange his own, you know, um, insanity or incompetency or, or, or dismissal of all criminal actions again. In other words, that he would just find a way to be above the law because of who he is and who he knows.
1: Well, that's exactly what happened in Massachusetts. That was a dog and pony show. You know, Michael, in the beginning of the Massachusetts case in, in uh, 21, it was, uh, we had a strong, D, assist, a DA, it was very strong, a very strong assistant DA and a team of 12 people. Mm-hmm. In 23, all those people resigned or were, Or were transferred by my DA, assistant DA, Sarah, was transferred off the case when she started to ask for a trial date. Wow. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, and my brother, and people are saying, oh, this happens all the time. I said, no, it doesn't. It happens now. Okay, fine. It happens all the time. But it's happening right now. You can say, you can make all the excuses you want, but something smells like a fish here. And it just doesn't work there are there is a situation where uh uh we tried to get mccarrick's deposition out of the new jersey civil court to bring it to massachusetts okay and uh the uh, the district attorney the assistant district attorney applied for the wrong set that my lawyer said to me oh she applied for the wrong uh Deposition, and when we received it, we 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 told the, the court that we didn't want that.
0: So you so she so you're saying that they intentionally fumbled the ball.
1: That's that, that's what they were. That's what they reported to me.
0: I see. Yeah, that's. I mean, it sounds like sounds like they they tried. It sounds like a dog and pony show. Exactly what you said. We're gonna make it. We have a show show trial, not even a real trial. We're going to try to investigate this. We're going to get it, take it to some level and then just let the guy off. And in and in a place like Massachusetts, which is already just famously corrupt, uh and and the Catholic Church still has a huge huge sway in Massachusetts. I mean, I, I, it doesn't surprise me if he could get away with that. I think Wisconsin is a little bit different though. I think Wisconsin as a as a as a demographic, as it as a as a state um is less uh controlled by you know catholic prelates and even rich ones even powerful ones and and i'm i hope you're right i hope that i hope that there still could be justice for him but he may elude it in the end
1: you know um for years i was by myself yeah and now i'm not for years, McCarrick used to, you know, uh, poke me in the eye by saying stupid things on, on the radio or, or how great he is, uh, you know, over in Villanova in 2013. And I, had, I, I was asked by my brothers and sisters in 2012 to call up Theodore McCarrick to ask him to come say my mother's funeral. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it for two days because I didn't know how to do that without... Being Mm -hmm. a friendly man. And he said no to me. He can't come. On the phone, I said, Ted, do you want me to go tell everybody now or you want me to wait? Are you going to come for my mother? My mother was your best supporter. If you can't come and say my mother's funeral mass, then I'm going to tell the world who you are. He came. I didn't know at that time that he w- he had to go he had to get off the phone and go talk to uh, Cardinal World to see if he can come up because he was under restrictions. Oh, Wow! <laughs> and so he he came up on the train, and I was I was thinking about going down to pick him up. This he- is New Jersey. He came up from DC to, to uh, Newark, and I was thinking about going down to pick him up, and I decided that I couldn't handle that mentally. I just couldn't do it. So I sent a friend of mine down who spoke Russian only that go pick up my uncle so
0: (laughs) not a bad decision on your
1: part i I couldn't be i couldn't see myself thank you i couldn't see myself sitting in a car with him sitting in the in the uh in the passenger seat my
0: driving without doing something yeah i regret yeah Do you think that he did end up passing the torch to Obama or someone else? I mean, how does this, how does this, um, this global homo, pedo sort of power structure, which seems to be consolidating power and they're winning, we're losing, um, how, who are the major players in in your view, uh, that McCarrick would have anointed or appointed, um, as, as his successors?
1: Um,
0: Well, back in all right. So it, it's Senator
1: it's it's the it's the uh, Senator Kerry who is the uh, the climate czar, and mm-hmm. there's Barack Obama who is the uh, homosexual czar, and there is uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi who is the, the money czar, mm-hmm. and uh, that that those three groups, and then and then there's Joe who's kind of like um, Joe is not as important as Hunter is. Hunter was very, very important because when Ted had to go to, uh, to China to figure out a way to get China, to give us more money and to help us with lots of, uh, a lot, lots of voting situations and to be able to monitor us and to be able to do cyber attacks on different people, Hunter was able to get into, uh, uh, part of different corporations to withdraw money and to put himself there our our stamp there um it all started with henry kissinger in 1973. yeah that's how long it's been and that's teddy and and henry are best friends and teddy teddy just lost his best friend this year to a 99 year old uh henry Kissinger. and those two were, were in cahoots along with uh the elder bush so when the elder Bush died in 2018, Teddy took over, <clears throat> and Teddy was running the United States, and he, that's when it really started to ramp up to uh, to really take over the world. See, let's see if I get my. So the the chaos that is being created. In the United States government, in the United, in the whole world, the United States, all the chaos is is purposeful for them to confuse us, to give us reasons to bark about things that they're doing, but their their scheme of things below that is is what they're really hiding. They're really hiding the fact that they're going to start to uh, to steal more votes. They're going to create more chaos across the world. They're going to get into a, a major war. So we can't have a uh, could, could possibly not have an election this year. And, you know, there, there are right. many things that they're doing. So what I find, I'm going to go back to the to the priesthood for a second. What I find weird is that, you know, you and I can't go visit Bergoglio over in uh, in Rome because we're not good enough. But if you're Nancy Pelosi and you're going over to Rome with a satchel full of cash. She gets right in the door. I mean, uh, the bishops back in 2018 were not given permission to go see Bergoglio because they uh, they were going to talk to him about McCarrick. He didn't want to hear that stuff then. Well, George Bergoglio at that time wasn't really briefed on what was going, what was happening in the United States. They, you know, when when he came back from Ireland, he wasn't allowed to speak because Teddy said, "No, you're not allowed to speak because you don't know what I'm thinking." So Ted McCarrick has really run the whole thing. And that's why I'm saying that he needs to stay incompetent. You need to stay incompetent and we need to keep you over here and, and sanctioned off from the rest of the world. We have incredible amount of political ire in the, in the world and everything, everything is connected. So the homosexuality problem in the world was brought about long time ago when we approved, um, when we approved the corporations to give um, medical insurance to your home people, the people who are living in your home, not just your wife, it could be your, uh, whatever they call that. And and that's when it started to turn.
0: Interesting, interesting tax policy. Tax I policy. mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. How, how many dependents do you claim? on your tax returns
1: but but back back when you had a uh a domestic partner and you were working in a company but your domestic partner was not allowed to be on your medical insurance from your company and then they changed that rule and that's what started the ball rolling it sounded great back then and i was even for that and now i say whoa look what they turned that into that was (laughs) That was their underlying scheme. So now, all of a sudden, we have a uh, uh, so so much homosexuality in the world, and so many things that are just not the normal rain. through I grew up in the sixties and seventies, and so that we you can be as homosexual as you want to be, but nobody cared because nobody talked about it. Right. And nobody and nobody said, "Well, you know, listen, you know, you have to give me uh, my rights because I'm a homosexual." So, Mike, I, I just want to say one thing. I'm a tennis. I'm a tennis pro. A, I teach tennis. I've taught mm-hmm. probably ten thousand people in my life. I've been blessed. I've had. Homosexual men, homosexual women, uh, uh, lesbian women. I've had uh, Catholic guys, I've had Jewish guys. I've had black guys, I've had white guys. I've had Korean people, I've had Chinese people. I've had all kinds of things. And none of them ever tell me that I have to give them better tennis lessons because they are who they are. We are all the same and we all have the exact same thing. And nobody's screaming because, oh, you have to give it to me better because this is, this is what I want. We all live this world together as one group of people. Nobody's more special than the other. And especially right now in Rome, Mr. Bergoglio is no more special than I am. And Mr. Bergoglio needs to understand to stop this chaos so we can join all of us together in this world of freedom and love of God. And if you don't have a God, I prefer that you believe that I have a God. If you don't have a God, find something. Find a higher power, but Mister Bergoglio, please just stop your nonsense.
0: <laughs> it um it, it 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 is all connected. Uh, we're going to cut to a commercial break here in a minute. We're going to come back with uh, Mister James Grind here on the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio, the way it should be. Um, this segment brought to you by the Founders Trading Post Gourmet Coffee Shop. Go ahead and check out the new Irish blend from the Benedictine Brothers of Abbey Roast. Go to shop.mikechurch.com. Don't go anywhere. The the weird connections between politics, between entertainment, between ecclesiology uh, and culture uh, that that only James Grine can unpack for us is next. Hey, I just met you. Heard you're a groomer. So here's your millstone. Good luck, loser. It's hard to look right. When you're a pervert, so take your millstone, no kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean, down in the ocean, alongside that Titan sub. Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean, throw them in the ocean, with that Titanic sub. Alright, well we're back, Uh, we're back on the the air, this is James Grine joining us. Uh, for the ten o'clock hour, this is ten a.m. Central Standard Time. Live talk radio, the way it should be on uh, on the Crusade Channel. James Grine is the man who blew the cover off the ball and uh, and really unmasked the the disgusting underbelly of systematized abuse, not just in the Catholic Church, but in politics, in entertainment, in law, in high finance on Wall Street, um, everywhere. And you, you've you seen the connections between all of those worlds. All those worlds intersect, and the thing that unites them all is this, this sacrament of sodomy.
1: That's correct. And, it, and it's, uh, it's, you're the first person, Michael, to allow me to let the people understand what my world looks like, what, what the world looks like through my lens. I mean, I rode with McCarrick in his in the front seat of his car for years, and I listened to him pontificate about everything that he needed to do. His idea was always that everything has to be inclusive. You have to include all people in the world into this. And I didn't understand what that meant in the, when, as a child. But as I, I, I've, I've started to unpack more things and understand a lot more things and speak to a very, very holy man across the world. And... It seems like every time I I, I mention a new holy man, all of a sudden he gets gets in trouble with Bergoglio. So I'll stop that one. And uh, I will will say that I have been blessed to understand what different motives are. And the motives are all around the new world order. Uh, This is going to be a little bit difficult for some people to understand. As a child... Theodore and I used to have this battle or conversation about that I wanted to be king, and he said he's going to be king. He goes, you can want all you want, but I am going to be king. You see, there is no direct lineage to any royalty in the world. The only royalty in the world is in the Vatican we are the popes we are rulers of the entire world and that's how we're going to spread catholicism across the world and then the person on top the pope is then going to become king and god he wanted to be king so badly but he's incompetent now he can't be king did
0: you did did you ever understand him to believe that he wanted to be the pope of the catholic church or 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 was he talking about kingship in terms of Ecclesiastical way, like just exercising secret control, uh sort of the way that he did. What? How did you? How did you interpret what uh, his his supposed kingship? Well,
1: the way I I saw it when I was a, as a, as a young kid, I just saw it as him having a crown on his head, and not really understanding all the ramifications of what he's trying to do. Now, as as a as an older gentleman, I can understand what he's trying to do. He's trying right. to manipulate. He, he's building his kingdom. He's building his minions. He's ordaining priests. When he was in when he was in uh, in Newark, he ordained over three hundred priests. Mm-hmm. And out of those three hundred priests, forty of them are auxiliaries or bishops or above. He has his army. And he has them all, and he also has is part of the uh, the Saint Gallen group. He's also part of the 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 the, the, the most important group in the United States. He has every single politician blackmails to do what he needs to get done.
0: Do you think there's a connection at all between uh, Jeff Epstein and Ted McCarrick?
1: Besides the fact that they both have, well, one likes boys, one likes girls. Yes, there is because of money. Mm-hmm. It's all money. The common denominator there- is money
0: there are uh, still flight logs and, and all that stuff that have not been unsealed. Um, there's only one, you're only getting one set of flight logs and things from one case, from one, from one person, you know, kind of coming forward and, and, and one, one action. If all of them were to be unsealed, would you be surprised at all to see Ted McCarrick's name on the flight logs?
1: I would not be surprised at all. What I would like to see what, what I've I go through the, all the, uh, all the names on the list and see how many of those people I have been introduced to.
0: Because McCarrick would, would he would take you around and he, you, you would, you were introduced to senators and to congressmen and to actors and directors and producers and high finance people. I mean, and it must've been a whirlwind, especially when, when you're 12 years old and you're just like, well, I, I don't know who these people are. No,
1: I don't know who they are, but seems pretty cool right now. Yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing golf in Bob Hope's backyard. This is pretty cool. But as I grew into yeah. my 20s and he was, still had his mitts into me, he was taking me to more high, high, powerful places. These people were unbelievable bazillionaires. And I was just, I learned that when I met somebody who was extremely famous or very, very important, that I gave them uh, the the ultimate respect. That you can be you, and I'm going to be me, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be giddy around you. I am not going to think that you're any better than I am. And I was able to do that with all the Kennedys, all the uh, all the Carries, the most you, rich people in the world.
0: Was it was it obvious? Do you think that, like, I, I, I'm going to use a crass term here, James? Was it obvious when? when Ted McCarrick would take you around with him, was it obvious that you were his boy toy? I mean, was it, do you think that the Kennedys knew that, like what role you, what purpose you served for, for Ted McCarrick? I mean, I, I, I would think that it would be a weird, thing mean, it's not weird for a Cardinal to have an entourage, but you would expect him to be priests to have an entourage of, you know, young, good looking guys um, like you at the time. Like what, I, what do you, I, how were you introduced?
1: I am his special boy. I'm his nephew. Okay. It's the nephews, and that's the key word. And then I then they were told that I was his first baptism, which means I'm his first love, and nobody is allowed to take me. There was a gentleman, a priest. Who was? I think we were in San Francisco at the time. I'm in, the, in my teenage years. Who wanted to touch my hand, and his hand was slapped. Wow! Don't you? You cannot do
0: that. Wow! Wow! So there, there are victims who are shareable, but that, but when you're the spe, when you're the special boy, you are you're off limits.
1: But I was shared. I was trafficked. I was trafficked to Bernadine, and I mm-hmm. was trafficked to other people who are. uh High power, highly powerful Hollywood elites, and highly powerful San Francisco policies and political elites in the '70s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you think that this um, this professional trafficking of youth between Catholic prelates, financiers, uh, Silicon Valley, Hollywood, Wall Street? uh Washington DC this mesh this mesh of the, the of the elites that we we just kind of refer to them as the elites but that that's who they are probably newsmen as well do do you think that that has stopped in or, or diminished in the last 20 years or do you think it's gotten worse or has it stayed the same I mean my sense is that it's getting worse and, and that they're and that they're more they're more flagrant about it even and they, and and like we saw this during the COVID lockdowns and stuff, and you know you would see like Ellen DeGeneres tweeting about you know cheese pizzas and things, and signaling to her other people online like, you know, using these these well known euphemisms for child molestation. I mean, I I think it's getting worse. What do you think?
1: It's getting exponentially worse. It's getting worse and worse because. They're they're jamming it down our throats to make it sound like it's normal. Like like the more the more they talk about it, the more normal it becomes, and the less likely that you and I can even tolerate to listen to it anymore because there's so much chaos around it. So I will say this: I I'm I'm not going to say that I'm famous about any of this. This is just a theory that I was his guinea pig. I was there. They, they I was like the first guy that he was trying to figure out to do this. This is 19. I'm going to talk about 1975 for a minute. And uh, Theodore McCarrick had—we uh, we were in the Vietnam War, and they wanted to uh, lift a lot of babies out of South Vietnam, and uh, they did oper- Operation Baby Lift, and where uh, the, the U.S. Army uh, pulled out five thousand kids and brought them to Travis Air Force Base, which is over in Oakland, or um, on the I'm on San Francisco side. But Ted McCarrick, he alone pulled out five hundred children. And those five hundred children are not accountable for. It. They na- never made it to Travis Air Force Base. I would like to get that flight plan.
0: Oh my gosh! I mean that 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 is that could be the biggest scandal uh, of the century. I mean that information right there—the missing five hundred
1: Vietnamese. I was. I was. I was taught about that in uh, 2018 by a, a person who was very, very close to the operation. And he and I still talk to each other about these things. And he gave me a list of names. And uh, I, I was, he says, you know, maybe someday you'll 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 run into somebody with this kind of a name or something like that. And maybe you'll ask them. And maybe you'll find out what's going on. Gee whiz. Well, I, I traveled to Vietnam. and i had i went looking
0: okay okay it it looks to me like i i have the i have the benefit of being able to see your face uh but this is this is a radio station and so you yeah it looks to me like james Grine, our guest here uh the man who took down the most powerful man on the planet uh you're gonna leave it at that on the vietnam thing maybe we'll we'll pick it back up someday uh, when you're ready or, um, or as there, a, there's a development, um, James, one of the things that you did inadvertently is you helped uh, basically put Ferndale on the map. I mean, they were, they were teaching, you know, whatever Vatican II is great um, sort of, you know, catechetical type stuff um, before you came along and they went from, I don't know, 10 or 20 employees to 70 employees because of you. Um, you had mentioned in the, in the first segment you were alone for a long time, and now you're not alone anymore. I'm sure there were moments where you when you were working with, uh, with Church Militant that you felt like somebody finally had your back. Somebody was there for you. Somebody believed you. Somebody platformed you. Somebody you know took you in and, and, and let you tell your story finally. How do you see it now? I'm
1: just, well, for the last three and a half years, four years, I am absolutely disgusted with, with, uh, with Michael Voris and his whole organization. When they need something from me, I'm supposed to jump. When I would ask them for help or ask them to write a story for me, I'm too busy was the answer. If I was supposed to give, uh, Christine Niles some information for one of her spotlight, uh, or, uh, stories, and I told her like four or five times, I can't, because my lawyer says I'm not allowed to, but she would call me, you know, uh, on a Sunday morning when I'm on my way back from church, you know, she would just demand, 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 and Michael became the exact same way. And then Michael would pull back a little bit. and He would send some of his minions over to, to, uh, to ask me things. And then, uh. Father Calcheck would would call me about things and see if I could get they could, they wanted a sound bite from me, they wanted something to put on there so that I could possibly remind everybody how much they helped me. They needed me to stay with them. I was done with them when they said no. I asked them for for you know just some mental help, some help, financial help, anything possible, and they said no. So I said no to them. When they came to me in 2021 and asked me to speak again, I asked lots of people before I even went there. And then I uh, said, well, uh, I, I, don't, I could say yes, but I may just show up and, uh, and I don't have to speak. But that in 21 was, uh, that was a crazy show. I'd love to talk about all of that and how that much of that was just that was that was just such a crazy show uh, i mean, i i became witness to some pretty heinous actions by michael vorce that really sent me over the top where i just couldn't possibly be part of that organization ever again
0: well i mean and you don't have to you don't have to spill the beans if you don't want to but i mean suffice it to say you, you've already said that homosexuality is an unnatural act uh, that, that that nobody is born gay and that man wasn't meant to live his life as a sodomite, you know um, it, it is, it is now, I mean, it's public knowledge that uh, Voris is, was, was still gay. I mean, while he was preaching, well, he was, well, he was, he was begging the world to give him another McCarrick moment. He wanted another McCarrick moment. He wanted to take down another um, another Catholic prelate for being a, a, a homosexual predator while at the same time himself being a homosexual predator within his own organization and outside of his organization. So, I I mean, if 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 that is, I mean, it was a big scandal, James. I mean, like, I, I'll leave it at that. You say whatever you want to say, but it, it was a big scandal when he finally has gone down in flames.
1: And, and I'm, you know, we're very fortunate to be ha- have that happen now, because if he kept on living that lie, who knows yeah. what else, where it where, would where go. I'm gonna give us a little bit of a personal situation. How could he, how could James Bryan say that, you know, no one's this person, You know, no one's born of homosexual. How can he possibly know all this stuff? Why, where is he coming from? I'm coming from personal experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As a child, I was sodomized by Theodore McCarrick. And for many, many years, I had to live with the thought was, was I a man or was I not? Can I be, can I change or what can I cannot change? Who am I? I lost my identity. I have been sodomized by a man over and over again. And he's, he's even given me to somebody else. So I am stuck with that thought and mix that with drugs and alcohol. My life is a complete shit show. And the only way I could possibly get away from any of that is through abstinence and finding God. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for me, I finally figured out the right answer, the right questions to ask God to take me out of my life. I no longer want to live this way. And in 1991, he did it. And for the last 32 plus years, I've been, ab- I've been abstaining from any type of sexual, because any type of sex doesn't work for me. Because I immediately go back to the exact same actions that happened to me as a child. And if I drink, I cannot stop. If I have sex, I cannot stop. And if I do anything, uh, my addictive personality comes over. So Michael Forrest is saying to us that he is a homosexual, but he's trying not to be. No. You're not trying. You are either living as a homosexual or you're not living as a homosexual. And if you're and if you're living the lie and you are trying to tell us that how great you are yet living a complete lie. I can't have you in my life. I don't trust you. I've completely you've lost all trust. When I walked into that hotel room and I saw that there, I was disgusted. And I ran into the hallway and I had to go tell somebody else what was going on. And I told one of his staffers. And his staffer looked at me and goes, oh, my God. And he didn't mm. know what to do. And neither did I. Mm-hmm. And, I
0: waited.
1: and this, I waited.
0: This was in Baltimore.
1: This was in Baltimore in 23.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, in 21. Baltimore. 2021. 21. And it was, it was enough is enough. And yes, I came out and said, enough is enough. Exactly. So Michael yeah. M- Michael Force had a great section of the world. He had it all. He had a situation where he, he was then now receiving many donations from many people. And he was the person, he was the show to listen to. But yep. you see, when you are an addict as we are, you want more. And more and more and more. So he be, he started to get into other crowds. He started to get into other people, and he went into the unfortunate political crowd.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He started to get more involved with the MAGA people. He started to get more involved with the people on the on the uh, on the border. He wanted to rub elbows with some of the rich and famous people and the most politically connected humans in the world. Michael, I can't go there. What makes you think you can go there? So Michael would go there, and unfortunately for us, for me, I know you go down there and you rub elbows with people, but then all of a sudden they don't even give you a a, a shake of the hand, which they did did to me in twenty one when I went to twenty one. I wasn't significant enough for them anymore. I said my speech, and then I had I could go do anything I wanted to. You could go, and I, I was I wasn't I wasn't the rock star. So when Michael goes down to this this uh event, he's no longer the rock star, so he becomes a non-rock star. He looks for other people to make him feel like he's a rock star. And he starts doing stupid things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he does things that are that are so heinous that it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And he and he and he he is now part of the fringe of the rich and famous well-connected people and he's moving away from them and he's finding the, the people on the fringe of who are going there and stupid things happen i know i lived there
0: yeah 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 and to make it worse for him he was never surrounded by anybody who would help him I mean, you he, he got Christine Niles was enabling it the whole time. This board of directors was looking the other way. Nobody in the organization could help this man.
1: Well, Michael was not uh, forthcoming with any information either because that he, he I live in isolation. I am by myself. I could be in a crowd of people. And when I'm in the middle of my addiction, and I am seething, and I and I'm I'm rocking and rolling and reeling and everything else, and everything seems to be okay, but it's not. I could be in a large crowd of people and be all by myself. Yeah, and that's where he lived. And so that when he comes that when the when I try to explain this to a normal human being, they just don't understand what I'm talking about. How, well, why don't you just walk away? I didn't know I had that option. I didn't know what I could go. I didn't want to admit that I was a raging alcoholic and a homosexual. And it was against all of God's rules. And my mother and father never taught me to be like this. Mm-hmm. Who am I supposed, how, how am I supposed to say that to somebody? Oh, you'll be okay. Why don't you just take these pills and you'll be fine. Come on. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. So Michael lost my trust. When I tried to explain my situation to him, he didn't take it as a an opening of my heart to his. He took it as, well, well I hope you get over that.
0: Oh no empathy no compassion
1: to to which I wanted to give one of these and I did
0: yeah 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 I I only have one more question about Boris um and and I I, because you you understand his psychology better than anybody I actually prior to this conversation James I would have thought you know E Michael Jones really understands the, the Michael the mind of Boris but I, I think Jones gets some things about it wrong. Only someone like you, you've really, really opened my eyes to to what it's like to be Michael Voris. And I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. He, I think he's going to try to make a comeback. I think he's a, I think without the microphone, without the adulation of people and the crowds and the money, um, I think he's, he's like a fish without water. I think he's going to try. Don't you? Don't you think he's going to try to make a comeback? Yes, he's going to try
1: to make a comeback. And uh, it's going to take... But he can't come back today. He can't come back tomorrow. He can't come back for... He can't come back for about four or five years. That was my experience. I could not come back to being a a, a person who could have a, a string a string a whole sentence together, or even some special thoughts, because I had so much stuff in my head that I needed. And I needed to adjust. I needed to get some of this stuff over here. And 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 uh, um, in the back of my mind, I was always saying that you were well, you're, you're you're an alcoholic and an addict, and you and you're a homosexual, and uh, and that's 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 in the front lobe of my mind, and I and I need to try to come forward. I'm sick. It took me five years in, uh, in recovery and rehabilitation before I could really start to become a better human being. And then I, I was I was doing one job and I switched my other to another job and oh my goodness, I couldn't believe what I'd become. I become a, an incredible human being who could think and I started to create stuff for a very large organizations uh big organizations that were you know three billion dollar companies and i tried to ex- explain to them how they they can match uh, they they through this technology like a right software that i can match accounting with with sales and people could be paid immediately and everything is going to be great this is the 90s wow. and people wow. were like oh my god how are you gonna do this and i just wrote it because i had a clear thinking mind My Um, mind was finally cleared. And then uh, when I I finished that one, I went and just taught tennis for a while because that's all I really wanted to do. I -hmm. just wanted to help another human being. Michael really wants to help somebody, but he's using it by talking. mm
0: -hmm.
1: You can talk all you want. I can talk all I want. The thing I'm going to do today after I finish this is I'm going to go physically help another human being. That's the only time I feel the most useful. Whether it's the lady who's uh, trying to get across the street or opening a door, or is trying to get a can off the top shelf in the, in the grocery store, or a child who's misbehaving, or, or does, I hand a tennis ball to a kid and it drives me nuts. How happy I am! <laughs> it's crazy. The simplest things in life are the best. Man. and it's incredible
0: um, people can support you then go to grindreport.com and they can they can support you um, you have not had you've never had a this this financial windfall you've never had anyone say hey I'm gonna take care of you because you took care of us because you told the truth because you exposed um, what needed to be exposed um, my final question for you it's totally open-ended. What do you want the world to know? What, uh, take us to grindreport.com. What's your next move? What's your next thing? What are you working on? How can people help you?
1: Well, the next, well, oh, thanks. The, the, the idea is that I'm assembling some of the best and the holiest men. And uh, we're trying to get together and form a new way of life for all of us. Bergoglio and his minions and his way of life of trying to control us is not what God wants us to be. So I'm looking for, um, you know, if, if Cardinal Sarah has to give up his red hat, he'll come visit me, and and we can and we can start to join together. I'm joining with some of the most intelligent people in the world who can physically put this stuff together. I find myself to be uh, pretty holy, and, and I'm speaking with uh, Bishop Strickland, and I'm speaking with uh, other other cardinals and, and, and archbishops in the world, and we're forming a new way to praise God. And whether the Catholic Church wants to sell me all of their churches so that I can keep my church Catholic, it'll be fine. But I would like it to be without, oh, you have to tithe, uh, <clears throat> Money because we have to take care of the environment. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry, I don't do that. What I'm working on the most is trying to explain to another human being that if you tithe all of your life to God, put your seatbelt on because what He is going to give you will blow you away. He has wow. blown me away tons. And now I have found people. <clears throat> who will listen to me like, when I speak like that, and that's where I'm going. Thank you.
0: Wow, sounds like you're going places. James Grine, uh, grindreport.com. He is the man who took down the most powerful Cardinal in the Catholic Church. Exclusive interview here on the Crusade Channel, on Parrot Talk. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us. Please, 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 you have an open invite. Come back anytime. Uh, even if you got 15 minutes, come back.
1: Thank you, Michael. I appreciate you very much. Your most gracious host. I appreciate that.
0: God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringThefaith.com.